0: I am Midwest All Pro referee Ethan the Natural and Glacius, and you're listening to Dakota iRadio Network's
1: Rundown on Indie Mania Retro Mania.
0: Network, I'm your boy, DJ Barbecue, and we're doing the Indie Mania Tournament's Retro Soft Studios Retro Mania uh, Rundown Show. Uh, We're going to start with the Mini Division, and that one's been done for a while, but let's do a recap. We have Shane Mercer, we have Kobe Carino, we have Anthony Green, and we have Chris Bay winning their first rounds of that Indie Mania Mini Division. Uh, we go to the Indie Mania Dreamer division, and that one is completely done uh, with the first rounds. Uh, we have Matt Cross, we have the Man Scout, we have Steve Miggs, and we have Luke Hawks to finish that one out. Now, as of Tuesday, which was yesterday, January 7th, we had Simon Miller going against Dave Doll. Uh, We haven't had the actual final results yet. As of this morning, I will find that a little bit later. Uh, But keep going to RetroSoft Studios' Twitter account, Instagram page, Facebook page. Follow the instructions on how to vote and vote for these athletes. If your athlete has not won or did win and you're waiting for that round, still go to the next round and still vote for these athletes. Every vote counts. Um, In that case... We will go back in studio and start talking to Jeff Connolly. Jeff Connolly was in uh, this tournament. Unfortunately, he did not win. Uh, But you know what? We want to hear from him, what he feels like uh, this tournament meant to him, and what was it like, uh, you know, finding out about being in the tournament. All that and more on the CODA iRadio Network. Is it your dream to become a professional wrestling superstar, manager, or referee? Well, you can make that dream a reality by training with Midwest All Pro Wrestling. Learn from former WWE superstar and NXT coach Eugene Nick Dinsmore. Classes are training right now, so go to
1: MidwestAllPro.com and click on training to enroll today.
0: Hello, Koda I Radio Network. This is your boy, DJ Barbecue, uh, Dave, the Tiger Man Smith, and Cole Dawson will be with us on another episode. They had uh, scheduling conflicts, and uh, they give their apologies uh, about not being on here. Uh, Today's guest is Jeff Connolly. Jeff Connolly recently just went in a hardcore match of retro-style hardcore uh, against Matt Cross for the Retro Studios WrestleMania Indie Mania uh, event that we have going on here. Uh, Jeff, thank you for coming on to the show.
1: Oh, thank you for having me, DJ.
0: Thank you. Uh, now real quick, like this whole RetroSoft Studios, Indie Mania thing, just like caught on fire. Um, all of a sudden they, you know, they're coming out saying they have this game. It's supposed to be the successor to WrestleFest. And then it got into, you know, things getting worked out to where they're on all platforms. And then they're the, you know, sequel to WrestleFest. And they started doing this Indie Mania uh, wrestling and they started asking people to come on in and, you know, drop your name on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, about who, what independent wrestler you'd like to see in a video game. Because, I mean, this is unprecedented. They've never had this before. Um, Tell us uh, a little bit, the, the listeners, about how it felt like when people kept tagging your name in there.
1: Honestly, I was absolutely flabbergasted. I was floored. Um, I've been wrestling for about 10 years, uh, fairly local to the East Tennessee, West Virginia, Virginia. I've been down to Texas, you know, but I don't really go that far and just the amount of support and love off of one post that I've you know, posted, you know, Hey, I've, this would be a real cool opportunity. And then it just kept rolling in. Of that original post so i mean it it was amazing it's i've i never even expected to even be a part of it but so
0: right um they had a lot of entries and they narrowed it down by who had the most votes and i mean you you obviously made it um did it was it like a surreal thing did you quite understand what was going on because i mean they've never i don't remember and i'm like 39 ever having any independent wrestlers in there. I mean, you had the, you know, you win with us kind of thing for the old video game with Starman and that, but it wasn't really like, you know, independent wrestlers. But like, when did it really hit you that you were going to be part of this game, possibly?
1: Well, honestly, I've been following the game since, really, i first seen it announced when they only had uh, Road Warriors announced. So, I mean, before before BWO or anything, I've already started following this game because I've loved wrestling video games my entire life. I've, I've collected systems and, you know, just to buy all the you know, old, old games. I've bought a Nintendo or SNES classic and I've modded that and put, you know, Matt mania, which is also, uh, you know, one of the successors, uh, dynamite, Tommy and, uh, Oh, I forgot the other one. That's a warrior. Um, they're also going to be involved in uh, the story mode. Of right.
0: Right. You so, know, w- with so. those, with those, uh, our, our our fellow co host the Tiger Man, uh, you brought up games. What type of games uh, did you play as a kid then, uh, other than, you know, the wrestling? Did you just stick with wrestling, or did you have uh, some other games on top of wrestling that you have played over the years?
1: So most – Mostly it was wrestling. Um, uh, of course, uh, you know, I was born in 83. So I kind of grew up with, you know, the Mario games and, uh, kind of grew from there. Uh, late ni- late nineties, uh, kind of got into the Tony Hawk series, but for the most part, it's, it's wrestling. I mean, right. It's been, a, it's been my lifelong passion, passion. So, and that's, what I've always kind of liked to disappear into doing.
0: Did you know any of the other uh, independent wrestlers that were on the list that were the final 32?
1: Uh, Several, actually. Um, Elliot Russell, who uh, was also in the uh, Dreamer division with me, Um, he's a fairly local guy around where I live. Um, He's from Morristown. I live in Kingsport, so we're about an hour away. Um, him and Sigmund, who's actually uh, going to be in the next division that's on there. We all wrestle for the same promotion oh, okay. uh, in Kingsport, Tennessee. Um, and, you know, luckily for them, they're actually going to Japan uh, next month for, I think their third or fourth tour. Oh, wow. Um, but, you know, i I know them, uh, Sugar Dunkerton is an amazing guy. Uh, Anytime I'm in a locker room with him, I'm absolutely thrilled. Uh, Matt Cross, who absolutely handed me my ass in that tournament, Uh, (laughs) you know he's a great guy. Yeah, as well. I mean, I I hate to say it, as soon as I seen Betwells against, I knew I wasn't gonna make it out of the
0: first round. But well, I was just gonna (laughs) ask you about that because, like you know, I, I it has to be kind of a, a shell shock situation when, you know, you see all these wrestlers, the 32, and you're one of them, and then you you see the, the list, you know, so the other 31, it, was there any of them? I mean, you obviously seen Matt Cross. Everybody did once the brackets came out. But was there any other ones that you were kind of like, oh, you know, shit, like, I have to go against this guy possibly?
1: Uh, Well, when I first seen the list, I, I still think Matt Cross is going to win the entire thing, Perfect. Um, but when I've seen everybody, uh, Warhorse, he has a huge following on uh, social media. I, he's got, definitely going to go far. Uh, Simon Miller, you know, with uh, What Culture, I'm, he he has a huge following. Uh, Sugar Dunkerton, like I said, to, said earlier, uh, you know, the level of the caliber of some of these people and the just wide ranging. Um, you know, so social, social media presence that right. you know, they have,
0: um, you know, it's it was in all I was in all was right. All um, you know, one thing that came to mind uh, for a question, uh, you know, I've I've seen the 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 kind of the backstage part of you know professional wrestling, um, you know, helping out with a good friend of mine uh, doing some of his shows and then kind of booking shows in my home city. Uh, My son's, you know, um, the referee, Ethan Iglesias, is a ref for Midwest All-Pro Wrestling. Um, What is it about, like, social media that's kind of helped you in your career? Because, I mean, it's obviously a change from, you know, what it was back in the day. I mean, we didn't have the internet. Uh, Even if when we did have the internet, it wasn't like to what we have now to where all these fans can reach you. Uh, Can you give a little bit of detail on what that feels like and how that helps you?
1: so you know the the entire dynamic of wrestling
0: has changed
1: uh you know with the access to social media now um, where before you know with the area of the territory days, you know guys would be able to jump from territory to territory, you know go in as a as a complete unknown, you know, other than if you've been featured in pro wrestling Illustrated or you know, one of the other, you know, magazines, you go there as a complete unknown and you build from there. Right. And yeah, you could always reinvent yourself, try different things nowadays with social media. It's, you know, really the goal is everything's an open book. You know, everybody has access to everything. Right. You can, I can, you know, post a match and, you know, people in China can see it. Yeah. Now where before there's no way
0: that they'll be able to see anything like that. Right. So you can basically say that this social media is kind of like, you know, their generations pro wrestling illustrated.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um,
1: you know, uh, just being involved in this, uh, tournament, I've had so many, you know, new followers on Twitter. I've had people, you know, message me letting me know that they've watched you know this match and they've absolutely loved it and you know it's it's really just opened up you know a whole new you know thing for me because quite honestly i was actually thinking know, this year might have been my
0: last right but
1: i i don't think that anymore (laughs) right
0: you know it has to help out with the uh, the mentality uh, aspect because i mean You know i've had conversations with my friend about you know hey what was it like when you started up and he goes in some ways it's it's a little easier uh you know because they have this access to social media they can get you know people to look at the videos and it's all over Uh, and sometimes it's also stressful because you know it's a lot of work uh i mean it's worth it you were saying earlier that you had some influences, and that one was Owen Hart, and we'll get to the other one uh, as well. What are some of the um, things that you took away from what Owen Hart was doing in his career that helped you and yours?
1: Well, for the most part, with Owen, you kind of always could see that little gleam. He loved what he was doing. Right. Yeah, and that's something that really drew me to him. And then just add on the fact that he was so good at just being so unlikable, you know. And and that's that's a that's a trait. I mean, that's that's hard to do.
0: Right. Um. Is 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 that okay. is that who draw, brought you kind of drew you to wrestling? uh, you know, Cole Dawson was always asking those questions on the uh, on the pro wrestling cut show. Um, was those individuals, and we're going to get to Chris Candino also, um, were they the ones that drew you to professional wrestling?
1: Um, no, I kind of, you know, I've, I've liked wrestling since I was really young. Uh, one of my first uh, memories was actually watching Sting. You know, he was the one who kind of brought my eye to professional wrestling. But as I got older, that's what, yeah you know, the... The guys who were able to thoroughly entertain, you know, like right. the Owen Hart, the Chris Candido, you know, those those are the ones that really kept me. And as I grew,
0: right, Yeah, you know, as I grew a little bit older, go a little more uh, in depth with uh, Chris Candido. What what about that? You know, about that individual, that athlete, uh, that kind of inspired you in your career.
1: Have you have you watched any of his promos from ECW?
0: Yes, I've I've seen a couple of his, and it's not like his individuals ones, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying there. Um,
1: They're just hilarious, right? I can't watch one without laughing. Uh,
0: for some of them, that may not, because you know I've uh, been naive uh, the other day where I was like, you know, talking to uh, this uh, one individual on Twitter, and they had no idea who I was talking about, and that was one of the most popular uh, professional wrestlers in the you know, early nineties, uh, can you give him a little uh, idea of what some of those promos were like with Chris?
1: He, I mean, there's no way I could even attempt because talking is (laughs) one of the weakest parts of my game. Um,
0: I thought maybe you could help me out here a little bit because, I, I mean, I, I can talk and blab. Uh, Cole and the Tiger man know that I can talk and blab a lot, but uh, I, I there was no way I was going to be able to do it, so I was hoping that you could possibly help me out a little bit.
1: You know, he, he'd be able to talk you know, being from Jersey uh, that's, one, that's I was born in Jersey, so okay. I mean it, that was a little bit of a you know, a little bit of a connection uh, there you know, I've always loved that but he he talks like a mile a minute and not, you know, just as he's doing that, he's making you hate him and love him at the same time. Right. Uh, making, making quick, quick witted jokes that there's no way I would ever be able to, you know, come up with anything half as good as that. But, um, you know, just, yeah. <laughs> um,
0: with those uh with those promos um who do you think is in that category uh that's in today's wrestling right now that you know that you kind of like oh god that that's like a chris candino like promo oh
1: god um really i can't think of anybody
0: (laughs) i i just thought of that and i you know uh, the only, the only one that well, it's not really close and similar. Uh, I well, I guess you know he gets a lot of publicity about it, and, and there was maybe a one or two promos that I seen him on one of the pay per views that they did. But I could probably chalk up MJF in that category. Uh, I could also chalk him up with you know Ric Flair and like you know Bobby the Brain uh, as well. Yeah, I
1: would put like. It's it's a, a slightly different style,
0: right? Um, yeah,
1: you know, and you know I'll definitely put him more as a you know a Ric Flair or Bobby the Brain like he, like you said or um oh I had it on the tip of my tongue um, I was
0: gonna say you know kind of more of the you know the old brick phone uh, toting uh, you know other side of Paul Heyman. If you know who I'm talking about, I'm just trying to throw it out there. Yeah, Pauly. Yeah, Pauly, dangerously. Uh, you know, that snarky, that real quick-witted uh, heel that, you know, really doesn't give a you know rat's ass what you as a fan think. Um, spe- yeah. Speaking of that, did you watch uh, when he portrayed Cody Rhodes on AEW?
1: Yes. Okay.
0: I've, uh, I've
1: tried real hard to keep up with AEW. Yeah. Um, the the amount of wrestling on now is insane. Right. <laughs> and and I, I love it. <laughs> uh
0: what what was that that you know cuz like I've had other people like get really upset like why would they throw things, you know, oh god, you're a dumb, you know, idiot, you're going to get kicked out, but I mean, can you I mean, I know Cole, Dave have uh, Tiger Man have both told me this. Like w- can you give the listeners that are like kind of new to this, uh, I mean, there's some fans that listen to this that know uh, what you're probably going to say, but what it tell them exactly what that means. When you see somebody get something like that thrown on you, because I mean, you remember probably the old, you know, Monday nitro WCW days, you know, Monday night raw days. Um, can you give the little, the fans a little bit of what you think, uh, if that's a good or a bad thing?
1: Um, that's a great thing. That's that means that you've exactly done your job. Um, you know, At that moment, those people absolutely cared. They were so upset that they took their soda that inside of arena probably cost about $3.
0: Right.
1: And they they threw that thing, you know, because they were upset. It brought the emotion out. And that's the goal of any professional wrestler, to bring emotion out from each and every person in that crowd.
0: Have you ever gone to any like arena that you've been a spectator or been a, a wrestler, an athlete in that position to where you've seen uh, that happen?
1: So, for a while, the, something that used to happen with me personally, uh, and it just recently kind of brought back. Fans used to throw toilet paper at me. <laughs> um. Where everybody in, like all the, all the baby faces that they love, they threw streamers. I would go in, they'd throw toilet paper. <laughs> um, and, you know, it kind of died down. And then just somebody shared a video. And then next know, at a different promotion. Uh, I think the biggest uh, count, I think it was around, I think they said 128 rolls. Wow. Uh last time. And it was mainly bought by one fan. Yeah. You know,
0: Dedicated. Dedicated.
1: And... <laughs> yes. Um you know, and now it's kind of turned more into they love to hate me. <laughs>
0: right.
1: So they yeah, you know, they do that. But at first I it was more of a you know, they actually hated me. You know. So
0: so they probably haven't uh shut down a show because of that, you know, if it gets towards the end, uh throwing that much toilet paper uh at you. No, they
1: they make, they make sure to specifically say I've gone to I've gone to one toilet paper.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> well so then they they acknowledge not to throw it. Okay. Uh I've been to one event and that was in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, in the old Sioux Falls arena, and it was W C W and that was the first time they ever came there. And they really didn't bring anything. It looked like, you know, kind of an independent show, you know, you, you've just brought, it's a house show, you know, um, it's not a big event. Like some of the independents will, you know, put on a little bit more detail and stuff and decorate them. It got so bad that the NWO, uh, guys that were there, uh, were on the mic. They were cutting a promo, but people were throwing their pop bottles. Now you've had a, probably a pop bottle or a water bottle. Um, those hurt when you throw them. They were throwing, uh, I don't know, what it was napkins uh, wadded up. I mean, they were throwing wrappers, peanut bat, you know, whatever they could get that were, they threw it in the ring. Well, there was kids there. And at that time, I kind of was like, you know, I was in my teens. So I'm just kind of, you know, bring this up to ask you, have you ever seen this happen before? Um, They cut the show early. And it got so bad that because you know the, the the you know the fans were running on the emotion and the you know wrestlers bought it out because they were supposed to be heels, that when they called it the wrestlers got down and then fans started fighting. Um, there and have you ever been to a show when you were watching before you got into professional wrestling? Have you ever seen something like that before?
1: I've I've seen stuff like that before. You know, old ECW had something similar um but have i ever been to a show uh luckily no um yeah because yeah to me if the if the show gets cut short you know the half of the crowd that wasn't you know essentially you know getting so involved
0: right
1: yeah they they kind of got ripped off of you know half the show or, or the main event at least
0: yeah, uh, I the only positive side of that, uh, and there's not a lot, but the only positive side is that uh, a bunch of us fans were able to go because uh, that's the way we had to go to get to our cars. Uh, we got to talk to Charles Robinson for a little bit, and he was telling everybody that passed by that you know, hey, we apologize for what happened, but you know, safety first uh, on that situation. Um, well, let's get back to this retromania wrestling here. Uh, you know, I put out a tweet on our uh, podcast uh, account and I was like, this was like the hunger games, Uh, you know, if it were ever be in your favor. Uh, And then you came back with the reply. Uh, Could you tell them what your reply was that you you sent out? Because it it made us laugh. That's for sure. Um, uh, What was that, that reply that you put out there?
1: Oh, Oh man i I can't fully remember that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean I, I put it out and I go, you know, it's like the Hunger games uh, let the whatever you know the old saying forever be your favor. I'm trying to scroll through here right now to see if I could find it. and I'll be honest with you, I was sitting up there in the up in the studio and doing some uh, video editing and I, I actually was drinking coffee and you know that old gif where it looks like somebody's spitting out coffee. I kind of did that just a little bit because I was like, oh, that caught me off guard. Um, it, it it worked perfectly well, and I wanted to... Uh, where is it? I need to find that because uh, it was pretty entertaining. Um, do you have any, like, as I'm looking for this, you don't have any hard feelings, do you? Because uh, uh, cause you lost? I mean, uh, I know that it, it, it means a lot to... Uh, the athletes to be in this game because it's never uh, ever happened before. Um, Can you kind of go in that emotional side part where you found out that, uh, you know, Matt Cross ended up winning that, that round?
1: So when I first uh, was nominated, I was like, man, it would be so awesome if I won, you know, I get to fulfill a dream, become a part of, this, you know, video game that I've honestly followed since, you know, what I feel is the start. Uh, and then I've seen that they were, uh, Retro Mania posted something along the lines of how they sent out something to David Arquette. And I was like, oh, damn. Um, <laughs> well, that's awesome to be involved. I, you know, I hope I go far. The longer I'm in it, the more, you know, more people will see me. And then I was announced against Matt Cross. I was like, well, as long as I get 25% <laughs> <laughs> and I got 26% of the fan votes. And the simple fact of, you know, 26% of the fan vote, I, I didn't win uh, between um, the – actual de- developers of the game or um, Dave, I forgot, LaGreca. Um, I think that's his name. I hope I got yeah, it.
0: Yeah, it's Dave LaGreca, yeah.
1: If, if not, he didn't vote for me, so who,
0: who cares? Um, <laughs> oh, Dave.
1: But <laughs> no, but um, just, you know, i I got 26% of a fan vote that – i've been keeping up that has that you know me versus matt cross had more votes overall than any other
0: i noticed that yeah that has to mean a lot to to both of you though because i've been watching uh and as people noticed if they go to the code i radio network on twitter uh they you'll notice that i've been keeping up kind of doing play-by-plays retweeting uh doing all that as you know um but yeah they you guys had the most votes out of out of the division so far i mean you've had the mini division uh and the dreamer division uh and now they're just starting on the uh the retro division um here but what were you thinking right when you saw that
1: i i was almost you know speechless really uh just yeah you know, I'm proud of you know proud that I was able to kind of pull that, but more importantly i I felt thankful for every single fan out there that you know voted for me you know even even though I know for a fact some people voted for me solely because I was pushing it. some people voted for me solely because I was the underdog you know I was looking at the people who uh you know liked. You know, like the status on Twitter, and you know Tommy Dreamer was on there, Austin Idol was on there, and you know knowing it was essentially because I was the underdog, because I've never met Tommy Dreamer, I've never met Austin Idol. I'm sure they've, you know, Matt Cross has met both of them, but just the simple fact that they showed support, you know, you know just just for the underdog. Right. Yeah, you know, it it meant a lot to me, and you know, like I said, in my mind, ten years I was done, and yeah. my ten year uh, mark is July, and I really don't think it's my the end anymore.
0: Right. I mean that's yeah.
1: A... Just because of some
0: support. Right. Yeah. You, know, you only you only need that little spark sometimes. Yeah. So you had, you know, you had Tommy Dreamer, um, that, that would just put me on the floor. Uh, you know, (laughs) we, uh, we have several of the, you know, icons, the hall of famers that have been in professional wrestling that ended up falling on us back. And I just about went on the floor too. Uh, one, I'm really happy because, uh, he ended up, uh, we, we met him at a Midwest all pro wrestling event, um and got, you know, did the meet and greet and took pictures with them. But he allowed me to use that picture uh, for my campaign when I was running for mayor in the city I live in, uh, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, I bring this up. Just wondering if you have any uh, stories about any of the wrestlers that you've met during your time as a professional wrestler or even before when you were a fan.
1: Um. Yeah, I do. Um, and first off, just to show how great of a guy he is, Matt Cross voted for me.
0: Really? He did, huh? Yes. Uh,
1: and that's, that's just to show how great Matt Cross is. Um, but, so, I mean, I've met several uh, several people. Um, Ricky Morton has his school uh, about an hour, hour from where I live. And one summer he had me come and be a guest trainer, you know, there for his his students every week. You know, that means a lot to me. Um, Kind of a funny one, Barbarian, uh, years ago, I was probably about seven years ago, seven, eight years, um, me and him had a match. After the match, he, he went over to the promoter, Casey Thunder, um, and he was just like, that that kid that I wrestled, really, really good. I really enjoyed working with him. Anytime you have uh, Stephen Walters, I'll work him. Wow. And Stephen Walters is now Dash Wilder.
0: Oh, I had no idea. <laughs> he, thought I,
1: he thought I was.
0: <laughs> wow. That's really cool. But,
1: but But also because, I mean, he... He'd met him, he knew him, had no clue who I was, but you know, just I took it as a compliment. Right, right. <laughs> um, you know, Bobby Eden is. I, I have a kind of a personal thing where I don't really like taking pictures. Um, you know, with people. If I'm in a match with them, that's how I get the
0: picture. Right.
1: Um, but. Bobby Eaton was one of those that I had to take a picture with. That's, a, um, that's
0: an iconic uh, individual, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, and, yeah, you know, just about two months ago, uh, December, um, Sigmund from the Heat Seekers, who's actually in this next division, uh, he held a benefit for Bobby Eaton where 100% of the proceeds went to Bobby.
0: Right on. It's very cool. Yeah,
1: and and I was on that show um and just you know we all donated our time everything just to kind of have a thank you to Bobby. Right on. And um you know so, I mean, that, that's not really a, a big story of me meeting them. that's just yeah you know, something I always thought was
0: Oh, it's a good story. I
1: I yeah, I love love the fact that I was able to kind of show appreciation. Uh, to somebody who has meant so much to professional wrestling, especially in the South.
0: Right. Uh, you know, speaking of somebody else that's been uh, meant a lot to professional wrestling, um, Liger, Jushin Thunder Liger just retired. Um, what does that name mean to you when somebody says Jushin Thunder Liger?
1: People use the word legend and icon way too much. You know, if, Essentially, if you if you wrestled in the 80s and now 90s, now people will call you a legend. To me, Jušin Liger is a true legend. Right. Um. Yeah he he has really done it all, um, and has really inspired so many. You know he's one of the the first real big. Uh, Japanese wrestlers can make a splash in an American country right. or American company, at least in the, yeah '90s. If you if you don't count Great Muda, Great Muda was there before him. Right, but I
0: I have to put him up in the the you know and if you if you were talking about the the uh, world type you know well known superstars, I would have to put him up there. Uh, Muda, Hogan, um, you know Liger, and you know there's the, like three other ones, but he's definitely up there in that top three and not any particular order. But, yeah, he, he's done it all. I mean, it's just i iconic. Um, you say Liger and people know exactly who it is. You know, it's like people that usually don't watch professional wrestling and you say Liger. Oh, yeah, I remember that guy. He was all over the commercials or on TV. You know, we'd flip through channels and there he would be, you know.
1: Yeah, that guy with the cool mask. Yeah.
0: But you know, and, and I don't know, did you watch, uh, Wrestle Kingdom and New Year's Dash?
1: I did. Um, I didn't watch New Year's Dash yet. Um, uh, honestly, I've, I have a little bit more of a reason to watch it as well. Uh, the guy who not really initially trained me, but took me under his wing and brought me, uh, on the road with him is Chase Owens.
0: Oh, okay. Right on.
1: Yeah. You know, so, I mean, I've, I've always thought like ever since he's been a part of new Japan, I've you know, been following as much as I can. Yeah. You know, Cause I, I look up to him. Um, he, he's, he's about 10 years younger than me, but I look up to him.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, I I woke up early just to, yeah you know, watch the, the Liger match, um, on both nights.
0: Oh, you woke up early to watch that. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I, I kicked myself in the rear. I didn't go and take a nap before. And I sound like I'm like 90 when I say I didn't take a nap before. But no, I, I decided to stick through it. I thought it was going to be on at midnight. Nope. Wrestle Kingdom wasn't on at midnight. It was a lot later than that. So by the time it was about 6 o'clock, you know that gift where the guy from the office is just kind of slouched in the chair, like, you know, sleeping? Yeah, that that was yeah. literally me. I woke up. My back is crack <laughs> cracking. It, it's sore. Uh, and then, uh, the next night, cause it's not just one night, it's two nights. And I thought it was one night. Nope. Gotta go two. uh, that was a little easier than the first night. Um, did you last through the, did you last through the whole time?
1: Um, well, I, yeah, you know, I woke up early, but I it was still kind of going on and I just rewound. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> on night one uh night two roughly the same thing cuz it started earlier i i barely caught the live feed yeah on that um but yeah you know, i i i watched it and then i took my happy ass to work uh. yeah
0: yeah i had to do that too i was i was really sluggish uh, uh i had to try to act like i you know got some sleep at least i mean i got some sleep but i mean i was I was pretty uh, dragging my feet, if you know what I mean. So, uh, oh,
1: yeah.
0: um, I found that tweet. By the way, uh, I was just having a little fun with this, uh, and I was uh, I was talking to the other uh, co-host, uh, Tiger Man and Cole, on uh, Messenger as well, back and forth. And I go up and I put this gift up here, and it's uh, uh, what's her name that has the the bow and arrow, and it shows her taking the the three fingers, giving it a kiss, and putting up with their sign, and it says. And may the odds be ever in your favor because I'm like, this is like the retro Hunger Games for the uh, Indie Mania tournament here. Uh, and I I really thought maybe, like, I said something wrong because I know that at that point people were, you know, already beat out or just going to, you know, part look at the score, like they're probably going to get beat out at that time. So I thought maybe some wrestler... Or so, uh, were mad at me and I didn't know you see your name at first. And I'm like, Oh God, somebody replied to that. I'm going to, you know, how people are on Twitter. Uh, you go and say, this might be how I felt all day yesterday. And it's her in one of the banquet gowns. And it says, how do you make people like you? Question mark. And I'm like, Oh God, that hurt. Cause I thought maybe you were, you're mad that I put that up there because I mean, sometimes, yeah, people have different feelings about this. I mean, this means a lot to them. Uh, what was going through your head when you you saw that post that I made?
1: Um, when I first seen it, I was like, Oh man, I really you know, one, I suck at Twitter.
0: Um Oh you and me both, yeah, okay. man. I, I, I don't do that well on Twitter. I see all these other guys uh, nonstop and they're getting likes and follows and, and yeah, I, I'm still learning.
1: David Starr, one of his handles is he's really good at Twitter. I I wanna start with one of mine for I'm really bad at Twitter. Right? Um <laughs> But i seen that, I was like, oh, man, I have to find a Hunger Games uh, GIF about, you know, essentially, you know, me me failing or something, you know, just as, to poke fun at myself as well. Uh, but when I seen that, I was like, close enough. <laughs>
0: right.
1: I, I found a way to make it work.
0: Well, our, our mascot, Coda Bear, you know, uh, appreciates this, so... Uh, he's kind of one of those bears that are, you know, big and, and likes hugs and doesn't like to see people get down down in their life. So they want to see everybody be uh, be happy and positive. Um, Cole usually asks this question, and I don't know, he never sent this to me to ask, but I, I'm going to take one out of his book. Do you have any great road stories that you'd like to speak of, or if you can speak of, uh, would you like to uh, tell, tell the listeners about?
1: Um Honestly the first one that came through my came to my head, it's not, you know, amazing, but every, you yeah, know, the guy who kind of it was almost a little half ass rib, uh, but he still talks about it. <laughs> so uh, this kid was a referee trying to train to wrestle and actually now he's part of you know, the the same faction that I'm in, uh, at Innovate. So, we're riding down to North Carolina. He's about a year in. And I look over, and he's passed out. And I I had to get him. So, as we're driving, I just reach up and get him the hardest chop I could while driving. Ooh. And he swore that he thought we were in a car wreck.
0: (laughs) You basically waltered him. Yes. Damn. <laughs> um,
1: and you know he absolutely swore that we were in a car wreck and you know thought his life was done. Um,
0: how hard did you hit him?
1: I don't think it was very hard. I'm not.
0: Did you very did you cup job. did you I cup the pu- did you cup the hand or did you just go flat handed, flat palmed, and just give it? Saying oh. you know what, good lord, you better pray for this soul.
1: Oh, I flat handed that. <laughs> <laughs> Ruthless. I'm not protecting. I'm not protectin him. He's sleeping.
0: He had his shoes on, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. See, see, that's what happens. If he if he's listening to this at some point, you don't pass out. You don't fall asleep with your shoes on. You're gonna get. You know, I, I was thinking you're just gonna do a wet willy. I mean, I guess we're pretty much you know, uh, you know, amateurs over here. Amateur hour. Uh, I didn't think about going with the whole full slap the chest. Wow. Uh yeah. That that would that would suck. Uh so uh after that, like what was what else went on? Because I'm pretty sure he's probably cursing a few pirate words. He
1: he did. Um he's never slept in the car with me again. Um <laughs> <laughs> You think? <laughs> yeah. And yeah, like like I said, I'm I hear I hear that story at least, you know, two, three times a, a year with him just telling somebody about it.
0: Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you I, I would always say, because uh, when I do pranks, I always, I always, I don't start them. Uh, I always tell people, don't, don't, you know, if you want to do a prank, go ahead. But I'm going to warn you, I don't get even. I finish the prank. Oh, what are you talking about? I, I've, uh, one real quick, uh, uh, one of the girls I used to work for when I was uh, at a steakhouse cooking, and I, I do, I don't, I'm not called DJ Barbecue for nothing. I mean, I've done a lot of competitions, won some championships, piece, People's Choice Championships, Grand Championships with teammates, uh, you know, Grill Master Awards, and um, one of the girls when I was at the steakhouse thought it would be really cute to... Uh, you know, get me at, at, with a prank and, uh, some water over the door fell on me at work and, uh, everybody was laughing and thought it was ha 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 funny, funny. Well, we had some perch that was, uh, shipped to us and it, it was open. So we had to throw it in the garbage can. Um, well, as we're taking the garbage out, that perch fell out on the floor And she's not around. The other cook's not around. No one's looking. And I'm like, you know, this will be perfect. I had gloves, extra gloves on all the time uh, in my uh, pocket. Kind of looking like, you know, a geek nerd uh, cook. But I had extra gloves always in there. So I got the glove out, put the glove back on, uh, and took it. And her car was always dirty. I mean, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen teenage girls how their cars are. When when I was, they're dirty. They don't pick up. Uh, you know, there's everything. You know, wrappers from McDonald's, Burger. King, you know, all that stuff. I threw it in yeah. the back in one of the Pringles things. Made sure the 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 Pringle lid wasn't quite shut. But I put it under her seat because you know her mom's been getting on her for you know months to clean her car and she wouldn't do it. So I'm thinking, okay, this will help me and help her help her mom get her to clean her car. She went a month, did not know <laughs> what was the smell. She ended up cleaning. She Here's the, the funny part. She opened the trunk and cleaned that first uh, because it looked like her dresser drawer uh, in the trunk. She cleaned that first thinking that that was the smell. Nope. Kept going on, kept going on. Uh, I had the next two days off, mind you. And she ended up coming into the restaurant when she knew that I was going to be there. And she just sits there. Has this smirk grin on her face and it was like oh so you think you're a funny guy huh and I'm like I told you not to mess with me with the prank and everybody's like what did you do and so and god rest uh uh Cruzy, the the manager there Soul, uh and the owner Jeff Radigan uh he they were mentors to me uh they wanted to know what I did because they thought maybe I was doing something you know like harassing the the, the employee or whatever and she's like no no he put an old perch that was left on the ground in the back of my car. And they immediately started laughing their ass off because apparently her mom was at the <laughs> bar, uh, just got there from working, um, uh, and was just telling how she was all upset that her daughter wouldn't clean her car. And so they were bursting out laughing and you know, they were laughing and she was kind of getting mad that those two were laughing. And, uh, she got, she was like, you know, I'm going to get you back. I was like, yeah, I wouldn't do that because you know how long it took you the last time, you know, with this, it was a month. Oh yeah, but I'll, I'll get you back. And and her mom comes walking at this point. Cause they told her that she was there and like, Hey, I just want to give you this. And she gave me a couple dollars to get a couple drinks after work. Her mom did. I was like, Hey, thanks. I've been trying to get my daughter to clean her car for years, you know, for months and she wouldn't do it. Now it's for some reason, you know, you do something and, and you get her to clean the car. And so that, that was funny. Um, and then a month later, I go and get gas because I had this escort and, uh, I undid the cap and there was tuna all over the cab. Uh-oh. And I, I wasn't at work. I was off work. I was at the gas station. And that car literally I could go forever, you know, back and forth, hours to other cities and back. Uh, didn't have to fill up ever. Uh, and she did. I, I looked at her. as was like, all right, we're done with this prank thing. Bravo. I'll give credit where credit is due. But yeah, she had it covered all over the, the gas cap, like peanut butter. And yeah. <laughs> so like that, the, the, I, I'm, I say that story. I'd rather have that happen to me. Cause I thought that was bad. The tuna smell. I'll, I'll take the tuna smell over a slap on the chest. Uh, and any day. From what you've been telling me, how hard you hit this kid, uh, when he was well, sleeping in the car. For the
1: record, I do think you won, though.
0: Uh, do you think I won? Oh yeah. Oh it hey, you know what? Car. Feed the ego here. Say it again. <laughs> I I won. Yes. I, okay, I'll take that. I always thought I did, but then after a while, I'm like, all right, she got me back. I'll give credit where credit is due. No, that that's that that that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Now, I, I will say one one quick one for me. At one time, somebody threw a, a, a banana into uh, my bag and hid it in my bag to where after, you know, about a week, it started, you know, my wrestling bag started smelling pretty bad. Right. And as soon as I seen it, I knew exactly who did it. And it was a tag team. So I took a padlock. Um, and I took their jeans while they were inside the ring and I put the padlock through every loophole for the jeans
0: between both of them and <laughs> locked it and left. <laughs> wow. I thought, you know, what's crazy about that before you finish, I thought the seniors at our high school were the only ones that were that evil. Cause that was something that if you got caught by a senior, uh, anywhere in the school, they would literally as a initiation as freshmen, they would literally padlock your pant loops. You would have to rip your pant loops and break your pants, your jeans. Yeah. Uh just to get them off. You you there's times where there's some kids uh that unfortunately in uh I heard in high school they had accidents because they couldn't uh rip the the padlock off or the break the loops off the jeans. Uh cuz you know they had to go to the bathroom so bad. Uh, man, I've never heard anybody else do that. That's that's quite. That's so, so so go on
1: I, go on. I thought it was I thought it was very uh, you know original because I never heard of anybody doing it either. But I figured since they're a tag team, and they were probably in ribbing me together. I was going to get them both together, and yeah, I you always seen them tied at the hip, so they literally were going to be tied at the hip. <laughs> but uh, I left. The last laugh was on me because they used those jeans without the belt loops that. Uh, for street bikes, you know, in the future. So
0: yeah, yeah, <laughs> they, they still went ahead and used them. Right, man, that's that's crazy. <laughs> you you literally padlocked. Now, was this a key padlock or was this those turn dial padlocks? what the key. Oh, okay. Well, no, <laughs> these were turn dial padlocks that we had, uh, and they they weren't the ones that had the the long high, uh, horseshoe U. Uh, that clipped in there. It was the ones that were in there smaller and uh, deeper. So um, yeah, that that was a pain in the butt. I mean, we walked into the shower room because one time uh, the seniors took all the padlocks off of all the lockers. I don't know how they did it. This is just a story I heard. And everybody's undergarment was hung up on top of the steam pipes that the padlocks could be at. Uh, and you had to literally get a ladder to get up there. So I don't know how they pulled this off, but they did. Uh, and that, yeah, that was, that was pretty funny, uh, of hearing that. Then there, uh, but then the belt loop one, I'm, I'm glad I steered clear of that. Uh, I was actually voted more, most likely out of my class to get, uh, initiated by the seniors or juniors. Um, but what's funny is that I was, I was the one that never got initiated. Uh, two girls (laughs) that were picking on me the most, uh, ended up getting initiated, uh, getting a swirly. And for some of those uh, listeners that don't know what a swirly is, uh, in South Dakota, uh, it it's not just limited just to plain old water. Uh, but these girls just got plain old water. I don't think they wanted to deal with that that mess, no pun intended. Um, but, yeah, no, uh, I, I, I'm going to still say that the slap uh, I'm not going to take. I, I'd rather take the padlock uh, and the tuna. Uh, smell over the, uh, gas cap over, over that slap. <laughs> uh, you know, it's been a great time talking to you. Uh, I'm sorry that you weren't able to advance, but I can tell you one thing though, you guys have set a precedent on how much this means. I mean, they still get people trying to say, Hey, can you put these guys, these guys, and these guys in? Well, then, you know, they come back RetroSoft uh, retro soft says, well, we already had that time to, you know, nominate people to be in this this tournament now we're we're doing this tournament now but you guys are literally the you know the the godfathers the the originators of of this uh tournament uh you know the founding members of the tournament so uh, i hope that means a lot to you i know it does for me as as a fan not as somebody that does podcasting or watches wrestling but just as a fan to see that support because i love uh independent uh professional wrestling my friend has a promotion like i told you so I just want to tell you thank you, uh, for keeping this together and keep going. Uh, obviously, people have seen you; uh, they they believe in you, and I'm glad that this showed you a little bit to where you know you're not gonna, uh, end up uh, retiring because you said it. You said the 10 year plan, and this January was the the 10th year.
1: No uh, July. July is the 10th um, year. Okay, I misspoke. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I originally originally thought five years, and. Yeah, so we've seen how well that worked. Yeah, um, but honestly, they've—I've seen them post something along the lines of "there's a possibility of DLC in the future if the game is a you know good success." Right, and you know, even without that, you know, little carrot dangling, I still am a huge supporter of uh, this game. I'm still going to follow it. I'm still going to push it as much as I can, even if I've even if I'm not in the tournament anymore.
0: Right. Uh,
1: just because I believe in in the game. I, I love the old, uh, you know, WrestleFest uh, arcade game. And bringing that style uh, with some, some of the great people like Zack Sabre Jr., Cole Cabana, uh, and then some of the, you know, older ones like, you know, the BWO, Road Warriors... Austin Idol. I mean, it, it's. I'm planning on buying. Yeah, you know, the game first first chance I get. Right. Yeah. You know, even if I'm not a part of it, even if they don't have the creator wrestler, so I can create myself because I'm a mark. Um, I hope. You
0: know. I hope they. I hope they do. I hope this is a. Uh, uh it inspired them. Uh, to do a DLC. Uh, I'm not gonna say too much of. Uh, to a point to kind of, um, I'm not going to elaborate too much, but go check out the, the the interview that I did with Michael Herman, the CEO of RetroSoft. Uh, I did uh-huh. one back in uh, mid-fall before the winter uh, with him, and he that was right before he ever had any news to, to give out Um, for the PS4 uh, going there, because at that point he was just PC, Switch, and Xbox. And I think they just announced Xbox right before uh, I had him on the show. Uh, But maybe that'll give you a little insight on uh, some of the stuff that I was talking to him about. Uh, I do hope that they do a DLC. I'd like to see, uh, personally, different um, kind of territories or divisions, no pun intended, with what the tournament's doing. Uh, but, like, you know, different territories around the U.S. like they used to have and kind of put a DLC together. Because um, I think a lot of people want that. Uh, they, they're, they've they're they had the mainstream for so much. And I know seeing what I've saw in the independent scene in this area, it, it's a booming scene. And people want more independent wrestling. That's for sure.
1: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, you know, it's it's sad that only one person's gonna get it because, yeah, out of the names I I was you know talking about earlier, you know, with Matt Cross, Sugar Dunkerton, you know, Simon Miller, Warhorse. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of big names that people want in the game
0: already that
1: have that said these people should have
0: already been there. Right.
1: They all deserve to be there.
0: I I think they do. Uh, I'd like to see more of the other athletes go out there and push for that. Um, I I do know that, and it's it's probably a shock to some people. I didn't know who Warhorse was until this game came out. Until they people were putting that out there, and I watched, and uh, I didn't know. Obviously, I didn't know who you were. No offense. I just I you know I'm in the Midwest. Uh, it, I didn't really get out there. I like I said. Uh, Twitter. I'm not that great at Twitter, so I don't know how. I've been trying to look for a lot of uh, of independent wrestlers and, and like and follow them so that I could see their stories and see what they're doing because I'm a fan of professional wrestling. I, I like the old school and new school of professional wrestling. Um, I don't not too... I mean, I'll watch sports entertainment, but I'm not a fan of that name. Uh, but yeah, I mean, keep going. Keep pushing. Uh, I know that the voices were heard from them. That's why they, you know, they. I guess from what I read, they didn't expect this to blow up like it did.
1: No, uh, from what I've from what I've read as well, I. This was a you know a very happy surprise, but, I mean, what better way to promote it than get people from all around the, you know, globe to push
0: it? Right, and all those guys at RetroSoft, and I'm not saying this because they're not sponsoring this at all. Um. We do have sponsors like Jekyll and Hyde Barbecue, Midwest All Pro Wrestling, Remedy Brewing Company, uh, and K-Back Radio. Um, But I have to give it to them where credit is due. I think it's great to what they're doing. I know that they're nice people. uh, And to give you guys all a shot, to get your names out there, that says a lot. And I will be going to get the game no matter what. Uh, I want to assist them. Or uh, a, a, a system that ha- to have a game that I can enjoy, and I, you know, I'm old school. I'm, you know, I was born in the eighties, uh, you know, nineteen eighty to be exact. And I, I remember, uh, you know, the Map Mania. I remember Wrestle uh, WrestleFest and I loved WrestleFest. So this is going to be an awesome thing, and hopefully they do. If if they don't do a DLC, which I want them to, hopefully they have the creator wrestler. And I, I tell you what, I'm going to make all you all the wrestlers on there. My son, you know, got me into that. Uh, just to see some of the creator wrestlers that they have in other games. um, I think that's a definite must. Uh, So uh, before we go, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody where you're at. Uh, Please send me a tweet with all your information uh, or a a direct message so I can put this on uh, the description so people can find you and I can put that out there on a a Facebook post and all that. If you haven't found me on Facebook, uh, please find us on Facebook, Dakota Bear. Uh, you know, DJ barbecue's on there. Uh, you can find my personal one and I'll tell you that off studio, um, if you want. Uh, but we're, you know, we're at, uh, the Coda i iRadio network, uh, WK capitalized at the end. We're at uncut live space in between, and then at pro wrestling, uh, uncut, which is P R O W R E S, uh, uncut. Uh, but here, go ahead and take the platform and tell all the listeners, uh, where they can find you.
1: All right, on Facebook, I'm I, you know, just Jeff Connolly, C-O-N-N-E-L-L-Y. Um, I do have a, a fan page, but I'm not very good at keeping updated, keeping that updated. It's mainly just my personal page, and is my wrestling page as well. Um, Twitter is um and Instagram, even though it's more of a, a personal thing, it's uh, j 83. A um, couple of places that'll be in the future, I'll be at Heroes uh, to Legends in Silva, North Carolina. Um, any Innovate Wrestling uh, show that's in Kingsport or Morristown, Tennessee. Uh, they have their own uh, pivot share if you want to check that out. West Virginia Championship Wrestling uh, out in Bluefield, West Virginia. Rated R Wrestling in In Virginia or Kapow Wrestling in Knoxville. Um, Yeah, that's where I'll be uh, guaranteed all all
0: year, and you never know where I'll pop up elsewhere. Right on. Well, uh, Jeff, make sure that you keep in touch with us. Uh, You're a great person. Uh, Glad to meet you. You know, go and like all of our and uh, you know on Twitter accounts, Instagram, Facebook, so we can keep in touch. Uh, I'll have the guys. get you on their show so they can talk to you because I know they really wanted to uh, do the interview. But unfortunately, you know, life happens and they have to work or, you know, you have other obligations. So it's understandable. Um, my name is DJ Barbecue. Uh, listeners, thank you once again for following us, listening to us. We appreciate it. Go to YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter uh, and keep supporting us. We we appreciate it. Uh, Jeff, thank you very much once again. I uh, hope everybody has a good night. Bye. Peace.